Hey listeners, it's Zen. We recorded the following podcast before Galaxy's Edge opened, so it's a little late. But so you know, it's a two-parter, as our host Stephanie was able to get in on the first day, and she's giving her first-hand account on our next podcast. So be sure to listen in to the second part next week. Thanks. To Main Street ECI, the podcast that talks about all things Disney, from the parks to movies, collectibles, and a whole lot more. I'm Jennifer. I'm Zen. <laughs> <laughs> We're awake. I'm I David. am so sorry that it's too early in the morning and I haven't had my coffee. And I'm Stephanie. On today's episode, we're sharing our predictions for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, opening soon at the Disneyland Resort. Then for our Who's It's and What's It's of the Week, we're learning about ways to use American Sign Language to talk about different Disney characters. After that, we've got trivia from the Star Wars Cinematic Universe. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Main Street UCI is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education, a U.S. News Top 10 public university. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 professional certificate programs, we've helped over a quarter million students meet their career goals, and we can help you meet yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening in just a few days at the Disneyland Resort on May 31st, 2019. Over the past few years, Disney has been sharing concept art, photos, and videos of the different elements and experiences guests will encounter at Galaxy's Edge, so we have some kind of idea of what to expect already, but since our own Stephanie Fix was able to get reservations for the first boarding party to enter Galaxy's Edge on its opening day, we thought it'd be fun to share our predictions for the land and see how they measure up to Stephanie's experience when she returns from Star Wars Land. So, sight currently unseen, what do you guys think Galaxy's Edge will be like well first of all first of all i think that to fix getting the first boarding and right? pass we need to give a big Yay. yeah that's Yay. pretty pretty that's awesome pretty impressive i must say thank yeah. you i'm i'm super excited um we had to go the route of getting a hotel room in order to get that oh my god wow. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were on it you guys we, were like all right hotel reservations right now are you in are you out we Let's were go. there there was there's a whole my my disney family came together and we knew we wouldn't have any trouble getting five people to split a room at the Paradise Pier. And we got <laughs> nice. we got the absolute cheapest room we could get at Paradise Pier, which is oh, just over five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. So dividing yeah. it five ways, it's one hundred and sixteen bucks. But you know, tonight they're doing that Marvel superheroes party mm-hmm. at DCA, and that's one hundred and nine. Yeah. So, yeah. So in a way, it's kind of like... and that's only for a couple hours too. Yeah. So our reservation is only four hours. So one hundred and sixteen bucks. When they opened Paradise Pier, it was $300 to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you got to pay to play sometimes. And if you're an Uber fan like me, it, the money well, is worth it. Yeah. yeah. Let's go sideways just for a second. Yeah. Um, we should talk about your dedication just a short bit. I know. Bit. That's true. So, That's true. So, oh, yes. So Absolutely. When, like probably about four or five years ago, I was um, – Fix and I have always been – Stephanie and I have always been really good friends. And and the thing is that one of her life goals was to go visit um, all the different Disney parks in the world. And she had um, never been to the ones in Asia. So she was – you you go from here. 
Sure. So this was um, like 2015 when Shanghai was getting ready to open. And there was a group of fans going from the Disneyana fan club on a tour for Shanghai. And it was Shanghai, Hong Kong, and then you could add Tokyo onto it too. And I'm kind of an all or nothing person. Like I'm either, <laughs> I'm either in or I'm out. You know, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so I decided, hey, I really want to do this. And of course, it was a big expense at the time and still I just about paid it off by now. But uh, it was a tour that was booked with super Disney fans. And it got delayed a little bit because Shanghai ended up getting delayed by a year. Hmm. So we didn't go for the opening. We went about a year later. And it was just an amazing, fun trip and um, memories of a lifetime. Uh, met some great friends along the way that I still keep in touch with. I've got some ladies coming over for D23 in August. They're, nice. they're from Seattle, and they're going to come and stay at my house. And it's going to be a, a fun weekend of D23. And I've got friends in Florida now and all over the place because of that trip. So it was an amazing experience. And I have not been to Paris yet. Paris is on the bucket list. I'm looking at Paris in the next couple of years. So. You adults are all so rich. I uh, wish I had money. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was, believe me, it, it, it broke the bank for a while. But it was, to me, it was worth it. It was something that I just kind of needed to do. It was kind of like a pilgrimage mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So I have a funny story. Stephanie probably doesn't remember this. So when she was planning, it, it actually was, your trip was actually delayed almost a full it, year. It was delayed almost so, a year. So mm-hmm. she's going and she's going and she's so like oh and and people probably you've heard in the previous podcast actually this my my number one thing is travel and disney happens to be number two i am so sorry and, <laughs> and so when Why are you on this podcast when stephanie went to uh, was she's like i'm gonna go to japan and i'm like oh when you're there i got all these different places that you can go to which are amazing and she said she looked at me goes well you know i only have one day off and I was thinking about going back to the park. Yeah. <laughs> she wasn't even going to explore Tokyo originally. It's like, hey, I'm here for for Disney. So, and I really should have because Tokyo <laughs> is such a big. I only had a two day ticket, so I, one day I was in Magic Kingdom, the next day I was in Disney Sea. Mm-hmm. It poured cats and dogs oh. at Disney Sea, oh, no. and okay. I did not care. I absolutely did not care. I I was soaked. I was standing watching Fantasmic, just soaked. I got sick after that because I was wet the whole day. But it was so. Worth it. I was there. I, nothing was going to stop me. So no matter anyway. the weather, you're going to be Star Wars Land. Same thing. Edge. I will be there. Galaxy's Anyways. Edge. And, and we I digress. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. and I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but you have worked at the Disneyland Resort, have yes. you not? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, when when was that? Uh, I worked there between '88 and '92. Oh great. Was my time. And there. where did you where did you work? I worked in Fantasyland attractions, uh, mostly storybook. Okay, cool, because I was, I was just about to say, now getting us back on topic, the interesting <laughs> thing that I've been looking at at the news recently is that reservations for Galaxy's Edge are so hard to get mm-hmm. that Disney employees will be blocked out of it for that one month. They My suggestion are. is if you want to go in there, you're tall enough to play a Wookiee. You know, you know, I haven't been looking for a job at Disneyland yet because this one's pretty convenient and it pays okay. But uh, v- Vader and Wookiee. I, I, I don't think Vader. Do you think Vader? I think Wookiee would be more like Vader's yeah. super tall. And, and the, when you see the guy who plays Vader, he's just like gigantor. Really? Yeah. And uh-huh. then the Wookiee. Those are the two that play. Two are uh, really big. So. Well, all right then. Yeah. yeah. So you getting have back a lot to of challenge to you won't have a lot of competition. Sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> getting, getting back to that, David, you are correct. The blackout calendar came out for the cast members, and mm-hmm. I actually 
have access to this because I have a few cast member friends. And oh. whenever we're looking to sign people in, I'm like, oh, I better check the calendar before I ask my friend, hey, can you sign this person in on this day? Mm-hmm. But the calendar goes through August and cast members not only cannot sign anybody in, they cannot sign themselves into the park. Oh, that's brutal. Until at least the end of August. I don't know when that's going to, the calendar doesn't extend out past that. Because the reservation period ends Mm -hmm. on what, June 23rd? 23rd, yeah. But cast members, there will be previews, though I am hearing that the cast members will be able to go in for a preview of some sort. And and some of them that have been working Galaxy's Edge, Mm -hmm. either in the cantina or just mm-hmm. working lines or even the ride operators have gotten to ride the experience for themselves. They have. They nice. always do. That's Disney good. always does a lot of extensive uh, testing before they open rides. I was there when... Understandably before, so. I was working there before Toontown opened. Mm-hmm. And on my breaks, I would run over to Roger Rabbit and we would go on that. And one of the coolest experiences I had on that ride is they fixed it before it opened, but when we were first testing it, you could actually, if you if you held the wheel hard enough at the very end, you could actually come out of the ride backwards. Really, <laughs> it was very cool. And they noticed it was pretty easy to do. You just had huh. to you just had to kind of hold it in place, the wheel, and then you'd come out backwards. And they noticed a lot of us were doing that just to have fun. And they're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, we got to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it, we ruined it." Oh <laughs> wow! I also tested a Splash Mountain too when um, when that was opening too, and. We got soaked on that. They've they toned it down so much after cast members wrote hmm. that thing. I mean, we were just drenched. Hmm. Didn't matter what <laughs> seat you sat in. Now, kind of if you if you're sitting in the front two seats, you get soaked. If you're sitting in the back, not so bad. But mm-hmm. so moving back to Galaxy's Edge, then <laughs> yes, um, I don't know if this is true or confirmed, but there aren't actually going to be a lot of attractions that will be available for opening day. Isn't that correct? I've heard that. Maybe I'm wrong, but the only one that's ready is Millennium Falcon. That is correct. They've had some delays on Rise of the Resistance, and I think it's because of the high technology that they're using in that. They're using a lot of things that Disney's done doing for the first time. Okay. And I know the animatronics in that ride are supposed to be Mm -hmm. incredible. And to quote Jurassic Park, and if the ride breaks down, don't kill all the guests. Right. (laughs) So the stormtroopers don't kill the guests. Do you remember that? From Jurassic Park? I haven't seen Jurassic Park in ages. It's just like, he's like, no, this is just like Disneyland. They had malfunctions. It's like, but when the rides didn't, when Pirates of the Caribbean broke down, it didn't, the the Pirates didn't didn't kill the guests or something like that. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Yeah, so yes, just the Millennium Falcon ride right now. And I've heard some really cool things about it. One of the coolest things I've heard. So there's six people in the cockpit, if you would, of the Falcon. And there's different positions. Now, I know most of you guys have been to World and have been on Mission Space where you have assigned things you're supposed to do and buttons you're supposed to hit. And by the way, if you hit them all at once, Gary Sinise will yell at you and tell you to stop. Yeah. Oh, man. Which is really fun to do that. next time you're there. But this is going to be different because that ride there, Mission Space, whatever you do, buttons you push or don't push, it does not affect the outcome of the ride at all. Really? This will. So... If you're the gunner and you're not hitting those ships and doing your job as gunner, that's going to affect the outcome. If you are the pilot and you crash the Falcon, <laughs> that's going to be a problem. So everybody has has a duty. I'm kind of scared. I don't really want to be the pilot on the first round. I'm scared out. for little kids. I mean, can I know. You imagine and, and, and you're like a of, little kid that really loves Star Wars, and then suddenly you've got some grown adult being like, "Hey, your child isn't hitting the button or something." Like I. 
like I can totally <laughs> you, you, see that. You've happening. got to imagine though that whatever happens on the ride, it's not going to shorten the ride experience. Yeah. They they're they're going to let you go through the entire thing. They yeah. changed that. They fixed that because when they were starting to test it, they were discovering that if you did something, you could crash it within like 30 seconds. Yeah. Oh, and it's like somebody waits waited in line for line. four hours to get on this ride and yeah. they crash they it in 30, 30 seconds. seconds. That's not fair and that's not right. No. That's not mm-hmm. what people want. No. So they did fix that. But I know I'm all worried. I'm like, okay, there's five of us, five adults going in the in the cockpit. I'm like, ooh, are we going to get some single rider who's going to screw up our our mission on the first time on this ride right now you know it'd be nice if like let's say you know it's a cool experience either way like mm -hmm. let's say if you kind of quote unquote win and everyone does their thing perfectly then you've got an interesting ending but you have just as interesting of an ending if everyone messes up Mm -hmm. i heard if you fail Everyone has to go into the smuggling bay and ride inside, ride in the dark room for about twenty minutes. <laughs> I, <laughs> I did not hear that, but I did. Hear, I did hear two other tidbits in the floor. You, you, you have to lift you, up you, the panels what you in the yeah, floor, jump in and close. See what you do is you fail, and then Han Solo has to rise from the dead and then come back and rescue you, and then you sit for for like an hour in the dark corner of the. Oh no no! In, in the floor, Millennium you have to, Falcon, you have to lift and think about what you've done. <laughs> I did hear though that that two things will will be based on the outcome of your ride per se of your mission. One is that when you leave the the cockpit and walk back out of the ship to exit the ride, that the exit of the ride is somehow going to change. Like so, if you beat up the Falcon. The ship might look damaged oh. when you walk out. Oh, interesting! Or if you if it's a if you didn't and you did well, then the the ship is in like pristine condition. I don't know how on earth they're going to do that or pull that off, but Maybe we'll let those Imagineers figure it out. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, but what port is this in? Do we know? Is it Moss? Isla- it is not. It, this is so. Galaxy's Edge is the planet. It's called Batu, mm-hmm. and it's it doesn't exist yet in the Star Wars okay. universe. It's so, it's like a smuggling like an area okay. for. They didn't it, want to create anything that already existed because and, then they're kind of stuck yeah. with that yeah. story. Now, right. is it a time? Pe- do we know what time period? I mean, a long time ago in no, a no, galaxy no. far, uh, far away. No, no, no. I mean, is it is it like? <laughs> pretty young Han or is it like so is it you like won't old, actually see Han? you won't actually see any Star Wars characters in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. But I just want to know the time period. It's like is it like Does young it matter Han, though? The old concept Han art kind of showed Han? him like, as like they, they, they did like kind of show him in Christ, there. After Christ. Anyways, they kinda showed him like <laughs> maybe like just before four, it kind of looked like like if you have um, if you're a Orange County resident and you have the Westways magazine that's put out by AAA, they actually do have some concept art, and I think one of the the pieces of art in there actually shows a Han Solo looking person, or maybe I just like saw a it younger on Han. Disneyland.com. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of curious, right? Because th- now the the the, the movies span over. I mean, roughly, yeah. I'm going to assume about. I think oh, it, it's you 50, won't, 100, 100 years, maybe fifty. Years? I think it's like the huh? legend of these the, the movies one people. through. So the quarter- one, one through one through six or one through nine. One through mm-hmm. nine, it's a time period of over fifty years. Yeah, okay, over fifty years. I was gonna say from the from the original trilogy to like seven and eight. No well, no, way, no, that's even hundred years. No, okay, Anakin <laughs> yeah. is Anakin's a boy, right? 
And so let's say Anakin, so that's, let's say that's year zero. I'm sure someone knows this better than I do. And then let's say he becomes Darth maybe in his mid-30s. No, no, no. That, no, that makes sense. That. that makes yeah. sense. Oh, wait. But, but like, how old is... I mean, it's got to be roughly about 50 years. Someone has to look this up, so... I'm just wondering where in the time, the time frame. frame. Yeah. Well, this actually, so this this article that, that Jennifer was referencing, it says it was better to lean forward into the future of the franchise, but leave a door open to the past. And so this, is, very, this is this That's is talking vague. about now yeah. the actual yeah. the actual area is called Black Spire Outpost, and it's on the planet Batu. Okay. So uh, there's a lot of backstory that we need to learn when we go in there because I'm not obviously I'm not familiar with this either. They created it, so it's not even in any of the like the fan fiction or any of that <laughs> kind of stuff that's out there. That yes, I have read some of it. Wouldn't, but. Would, <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't that be funny? It would be. It would be. Uh. So it says that they will have um, like a shop called what is this called? Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, mm-hmm. and I think. That may include some nods to the familiar characters. Like, I think there's supposed to be statues or something. There's, like, supposed to be some Jedi relics and things in there. Yeah. And. So that might reference. One of a kind. Well, supposedly stuff. one of a kind. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> one of a kind for 1999. Quote, unquote, yeah. No annual pass holder discount. <laughs> hmm. Exactly. Which, that, that is one thing that I've noticed looking through some of the um, information that Disney's already put out is everything says, no AP discount. Mm-hmm. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are going to have a... Some, some of the, the lightsabers that they're putting mm-hmm. out are more expensive than a, a, even like a one, a one or two day park hopper. They are. They're, they're going to run about, probably about 250 bucks yep. for, for a real, a real for quote a, unquote, a good lightsaber. lightsaber. Yeah. Well, and, and if it's one. anything, I know you do. I'll have to bring I've, mine in. I've borrowed it. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like what you see at Star Wars Celebration or even Comic-Con where they have the uh, the vendors selling the lightsabers, you pick your own hilt. You pick what color. Oh, yeah. And you pick your length and you pick your sound card and you, you can do all these gadgets and gizmos on your lightsaber. To so really cool. make it yours. Do you think they let you pick, or do you think they'll have it's you like, like a take test, a test? Maybe. Yeah. yeah, I believe I it's going to be similar. Have you guys? Have anybody been to Wizarding World yes. and Harry Potter where the, the, no. the, they pick your wand? Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be like a similar setup to that. Okay, it's very similar to that. Okay, con- con- conceptually at least. It's funny that you mentioned Wizarding World because. To me, there are certain things I've been reading about so far for Galaxy's Edge that really do remind me of even the one in um, Universal Studios Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, instead of having butterbeer, there's the blue milk. Right. Mm. Which, I don't know, butterbeer sounds way more appetizing to me. But reading up about the blue milk, it's like, okay, that doesn't sound too bad. So um, for those of you that aren't familiar with this, blue milk and green milk show Mm -hmm. up in the Star Wars movies at different points. And even then, like, it doesn't look that appetizing. It's like a, um, it's special blue milk that comes from a bantha, Mm -hmm. I believe. And, um, you know, I was reading something about. It's like Klingon beer. Yeah. Yeah. Romulan ale. Romulan (laughs) ale. So it's like, it's an iconic drink, but, you know, like butter beer, you have that kind of like, oh, it's sweet. It's a treat. It's wonderful. And I think. And it's it's an appetizing color. It's appetizing. And I think for this, it's just kind of like a standard, like drink that they usually drink uh-huh so but instead of being like kind of a weird milk sort of concoction it's going to be more along the lines of a smoothie it'll be 
like almost semi-frozen uh, rice milk or something like that. That still doesn't sound appetizing. No, I know, it's still I'm, not I'm just, very... <laughs> I'm just thinking it's like you have milk and then you had the blueberry cereal in it and then you, uh, then you strain it. No. And you strain no. the salads no, up. No, stop. That, what, no, you know, stop. Please. The blue that's transferred over it. Okay. So I, the, blue there's, goo. There's two yeah. versions. So the blue one is supposedly going to taste more like berry and melon kind of mixed together and then the green one is going to be more citrusy. So it'll have like kind of tangerine sort of flavor to D- it Disney, and... Disney. I'm sorry, that just sounds nasty. I'm sorry. It does. It sounds it gross. Really the the name sound good. just doesn't and do it's it any favors. It's gonna sell like crazy. It is. Oh, it is. is. Oh, by the way, Instagram. Six, Sixty-eight years. I was looking at the timeline oh. for oh, okay. Star Wars. It that seems to be, if I'm incorrect, but I've been looking at 68 years from number one to number nine, which has not come out. Because okay. so. okay. right. there is a gap between yeah. Last Jedi and number nine. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so getting getting back to uh, Galaxy's Edge after our brief detour there, um, here's a question. Um, fix your reservation mm-hmm. is 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. Yes. on the first day. So that's a period of four hours. Yes. And there is Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. There's going to be lots of shopping experiences. There's going to be dining experiences. And lots of shopping experiences. Didn't mm-hmm. I just say shopping? Yeah. You no. did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah but shopping experience. And, and then maybe they'll and let then, you and eat And then maybe, maybe more buys. shopping yeah. experiences. Yeah. And, of course, among those dining experiences is Oga's Cantina, which is the one I think I many, so many people are looking forward to. Oh, yeah. And that one is actually kind of controversial. And I think maybe if we have time when we get to the end of this discussion, we, I should, we should bring it up. But um, – do you anticipate being able to do even half of that no. in the four hours that you're no. going to be there? I absolutely do not. We are going in with the most open mind that we can, mm-hmm. and we will get to what we get to. We definitely want to ride the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. and walk around and experience it. There's also going to be a lot of walk around characters and mm. interactions yeah. with that and photo ops. And, and who knows what's going to go on opening day. There might be some kind of celebration or ceremony yeah. or whatnot. We just don't know. So we're going in with an open mind. The thing is, what we're trying to figure out, and nobody's been really clear on this, is they've been saying that they were going to allow overnight camping for opening day, what? which is what? very weird what? because I don't there's get only... it because there's reservations. So why on earth would they allow people to camp overnight? Right. And I'm thinking, yeah. we have a hotel reservation. Shouldn't they be letting us in in a different line like okay you you guys are from the hotel you have a wristband you're the first ones in and kind of get us in at least before the crazy crowds because i can just see people showing up just for the fact that it's opening day thinking that they might get a button or something when they walk through the gates of disneyland Mm -hmm. they're not really going to star wars line because they don't have a reservation but they just want to be there on that day Mm -hmm. and them filling the parks and like then we can't get in as hotel guests and that would be really really bad so yeah Yeah. we're still waiting for clarification on that and once i have it all i'll let you guys know but i don't really intend to camp out overnight i've done the camp the overnight camping yeah have a hotel you mean camp out in line? In line. Camp out in line oh. when we have a hotel room. That just makes no sense. I don't mind Maybe getting there. Maybe to be there. the very first person to walk through the gates. I mean, I don't mind getting there, like waiting a couple hours to get in. If I've got to be there at 6 o'clock, fine. I'll be there at 6 o'clock. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, They should just make it like like southwest boarding. And it's like, okay, you're in B6. Yeah. And like show if, and, yeah. and if strictly enforce it. Don't let – we won't let you – be, you're, uh, you, this says C6. 
back the line, buddy. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. they do call them boarding passes, they do. I think, right? right? So, so we'll find out a little bit more as we get closer and then as we get the, the reservation because we're checking in Thursday night before. Mm-hmm. I thought you meant like a camper, like an RV. That's why. Oh, wow. No, just over yeah. just general. No, no, just like, com- like Comic-Con camping out. Like oh. like Hall H camping. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Zen, Zen knows all about that. Oh. <laughs> Actually, that's I learned from the master oh. here on the, on the Hall H camping. Yeah. Actually, so, your, your wife's the master. Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> so, so Falcon will be your priority when you go. Falcon will for be our priority. That should be everyone's priority. I and think it, it will, will be, be, which is why the uh, the no. wait is going to be astronomical. Like, for me, Falcon is important, but I am so excited to see Rex in Oga's Cantina again. Yeah. Like, well, okay, Rex when they took him out of Star Tours and they dropped him in the middle of the queue for the new version. Yeah. And he's malfunctioning, and he's just in horrible, horrible. Blah. I'm so happy that now he's going to be a DJ. Well, I know. I'm excited the, about that. Well, the and Paul Rubens is going to record. They oh actually has recorded really? new yeah. lines. Yeah. They, they actually got all the original people to record lines that all the original actors voice actors to record those lines of of the the original characters so good john williams also did the music yeah for the atmosphere music uh the cantina of course the cantina music i heard a little bit of it at the uh star wars celebration panel that they had on galaxy's edge which was really good mm-hmm. and i heard a little bit of that and it's very it's very much that you know that jazzy kind of yeah it's it sounds very similar so that's going to be cool it's it's just going to be so immersive too and and who knows i mean we may have this master plan of oh we're going to go on millennium falcon the other thing is the cantina might not be open at eight o'clock in the morning guys so (laughs) well i must see rex again so i'm sure it'll be open whether or not they're serving anything yeah (laughs) that's the thing and that's actually kind of what i wanted to talk about which is that as you probably already know at this table uh oga's cantina will be I think the other than Club Thirty Three, it will be the first uh, mm-hmm. establishment in Disneyland to serve alcohol. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, that's it's a little bit unlike California Adventure because while you can drink at Oga's Cantina, you will and Disneyland has confirmed this on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You will be required to stay within the confines of Oga's Cantina while you enjoy your alcoholic beverage. Oh. Whereas in California Adventure, you see people just walking around. You can yeah. grab a beer yeah. and just walk around. Yeah. Interesting. This that is correct. Actually generated quite the stir on Twitter. Even people like, you know, celebrities are chiming in on this. Jamie Lee Curtis was mm. um was talking about it and she was like, I don't want to take my kids to Disneyland. I mean, Disneyland is a family establishment, and I don't really want to be taking Same my kids here. Same thing with here. California Venture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and right. where where all these drunk people are walking around. And and I I guess fair point, but I I don't necessarily agree with her. I don't know. What do you, you guys know? Think? When you go to the movies, been... people, you can now get alcohol in movies. Mm-hmm. Can you? Oh yeah, there's in lots the of dine-in theaters. theaters. Oh yeah, they'll come. Yeah. They'll yeah. come bring it right to your. To really? your seat. They'll bring you a yeah. bottle of wine. Oh yeah. yeah. I haven't seen this. Yeah. Where is this? Of course I, I, I well, just want to, for purely academic couple. purposes. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go down to the one in Fashion Island one day. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I mean, okay, for California Adventure, how many times do you see a legitimately drunk person I've never seen around? anyone yeah. legitimately. I've never seen. Well, you see tipsy people all the time. Yeah. Tipsy is different than drunk. But the other thing, too, 
these are Disney prices. Who is going to Disneyland being like, yeah, You'd I'm going to spend a small fortune. And get I've it. Seen, <laughs> I've seen, I have seen drunk people at Food and Wine. Oh, and then really? where I would especially see drunk people, which they don't have anymore, is over at the Mad Tea Party when they're serving oh. all those fruity drinks over there and people were dancing. And, mm. and it's sad because the Mad Tea Party, I miss that band. They were so good. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate because they just... People just can't control themselves. Now, I have heard, though, for Ogus Cantina, (laughs) two things. Number one, it's going to be a set list of drinks, a drink menu. So there's no, like, hey, I want a rum and Coke or any of that kind of stuff. So whatever alcohol they put in there is what they have, and it's not going to be an open bar, so to speak. Right. Everything they serve, I've seen pictures of it, it looks like it should be served with an umbrella. Right. Yeah, so, it should I mean, be. There's there's alcoholic blue milk. There is. Which is weird. <laughs> Just like is there's the, an alcoholic the, Dole Whip, there's yeah. going to be an alcoholic blue, okay, blue milk. Okay, I have to look this up because while we're on the topic, I just have to know what they're going to be we serving. There's a list thing. of the drink menu and there's some really that's, funny. That's what I'm looking there's at. There's some like really cookie. funny names. It's like and what would be the cookie 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 of an umbrella yeah. in a drink from a long, long time ago? Let's see. We'll find out. And then the other thing I heard about the cantina too is at least initially, and I don't know how long this will last but they're going to limit it to only an hour stay inside the bar because if you get people who are like day drinkers they could camp i mean trader sam's if you guys ever gone to trader sam's can you ever get in that place anymore (laughs) that place you pretty much have to get there at 11 o'clock when they open otherwise you've got to wait in a huge line and maybe it's fun Uh oh it's totally fun but have you been to trader oh it's and you have to get inside trader sam's not just outside sitting it's a whole other thing when you're inside i've seen when the storm goes off yeah you order certain drinks and it triggers certain things so i'm hoping they're going to do that technology so, inside of this too trigger sounds like when when you're in there they got like ships in a bottle uh-huh. and every once in a while like a thunderstorm will go off and you're watching the lights dim and then you're looking at the ships in the bottle they light up and you'll see the ships in the bottle oh, actually so cool. like they're in a storm and such like that oh yeah you huh. totally have to go see it i love ordering the oa there it comes in this it's this big punch bowl uh-huh and it's it's on fire and you throw oh, you throw cinnamon at it and it it sparkles and they sing Ooh. they sing this song they're like oh it's almost 10 a.m. right now if we leave we can, <laughs> yeah. we we can be there at 11 sounds. for some we'll day drinking right back. just for research just for research research yeah. purposes yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, I am know. looking I, I think the timing thing will be good for Ogas to, to move people out of uh-huh. there yeah. and to cut down on, on what you're saying you, David about you, the, the drinking and the drunkenness and that sort you, of thing how do you push people in and out I don't know. They'll have a system. Disney always has a system. Yeah. Is it going to have like a leg band like if you're in prison? And they... <laughs> Maybe no, they'll have they like a little just, beeper or something. They may just, I don't know, or they may They're just politely up. say, hey, you know, you're out of here. But I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward. The food options sound kind of interesting, yeah. too. There's going to be a lot of like roasted meat kind of stuff. Yeah. So. Or that the popcorn, cool. too. It's like multicolored popcorn. Were we supposed to do predict? I'm sorry. I- predictions. Predictions. I think we've, talking about- we've been talking about <laughs> yeah. our anticipations. Well, I, yeah. thought, I thought we've been mostly talking about what we've heard so far and, like, elaborating upon it. Well, I suppose what we could do is we could sort of and play us out with, like, a little bit of our, our final thoughts as to what we're expecting. What do yeah. you think? Oh, whatever. I mean, I was just wondering, mm-hmm. you know, like, because I... Uh, I'm neither here nor there. Or but. like, you know, what what do you think you're going to enjoy the most? And then mm. when we actually go, what do we end up enjoying mm. the most? If we ever get to go. Yeah, <laughs> you guys will get to go. You guys will get to Eventually. go. I'm going to try. Yeah, try we're, we're definitely going to try. Well, I will be taking lots there of is no pictures try. and video. There is no and... try. <laughs> Who are no. doing that? I, I with, your, so... with your permission, we might even post a few of them on 
Instagram. You got it. Yeah. Cool. I'm. I may be just overwhelmed when I walk into this land. I don't know. I'm, I'm right. You guys know mm-hmm. I'm uber Star Wars fans. So right. I, I geek out at just I about I anything. I want to see a gold, gold, grown woman cry. Oh, I well, even so like in the, in the Westways article, one of the Imagineers yeah. says that this is the land that's going to move grown men to tears. Yeah. So, I mean, th- that's how much they think that they have created an immersive land. So that's going to be exciting. That's, to see. And that is my concern. Is oh. that they have created too much hype for this? Oh, Ooh. see, my prediction is you know how people make Disneyland themed basements. Pretty soon we're going to have <laughs> Star Wars people cr- turning their living rooms into the canteen. Welcome yeah. to the either. galaxy. Yeah. Oh, not even yeah. they won't even leave it in the basement. It's going to be the living room. Yeah, that's a good. Well, yeah, there's yeah. a millennium. <laughs> there's a Millennium Falcon coffee table that I've had my eye on for a while. So. <laughs> Give, give us enough money, man, and we'll let our we'll make it fly. happen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's my primary concern is that they're they're this along with everything else in the Disney universe. There's just too much hype surrounding it for the land to actually live up to the expectation. Mm. And really, I th- that's that's my my expectation of it is that it's not it's just not going to live up to that mm-hmm. because. I think people are thinking about, oh my gosh, it's this Star Wars land, and in reality, it's it's not. It's going to have one ride in it for now. For now, yeah, for now, yes. But when it opens, it's going to have one ride. It's going to have lots of shopping opportunities for you to blow your life savings. <laughs> it's going to have lots of dining opportunities for you to blow your life savings and drinking you know. and drink your life <laughs> yes. savings. Yes, I just. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Do not get me wrong. I'm just not as optimistic as maybe I would like to be. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit pessimistic before yeah. a lot of the information started coming out because when we first heard about it, oh, it's going to be this outer rim planet and this and that. And, and I was like, well, where's our fan favorites? Where's the characters we mm-hmm. know and love? Mm. And how am I going to feel when I walk into this land and what's that gonna gonna be like for me as a as a uber fan and i started hearing about well we're not gonna sell the same kind of merchandise that we sell in the rest of the park well like the coke bottles the coke bottles yeah, yeah. those look really things? cool like thermal they detonators. look like, yeah they look like thermal detonators <laughs> yeah so i'm i hear what you're saying david and yeah. I, I i get it and i don't want to be that person who walks in and, and is disappointed either um, I know I'm kind of I'm excited and I'm hyped about it and I'm even more hyped that I got a reservation and so that's just got me like ah. but mm. I think it's just we we take it as it is and I know Disney and they're they're a company that that does make improvements on things and so if something's not working they'll figure it out and fix yeah. it yeah yeah they'll they'll get some reviews and and they're doing this at, at Walt Disney World too so there's actually two different parks and kind of two different audiences you know same same land essentially but two different areas so they'll get feedback they'll improve upon it and they're spending a lot of time and effort. I will say this. Um, Scott Trowbridge, who's the guy who's basically in charge of this, he and his team are all Disney fans and even different generations, too. So even people who nice. saw the prequels and some you know younger folk in, in that mix. And they're like, you guys... We're Uber fans. We are not going <laughs> right. to ruin this yeah. because they're like, this is our yeah. jobs. If we ruin this and everybody's People disappointed, will hunt you <laughs> down. like we know that guy, we're going to go get him. He's mm. he's he, he he ruined Star Wars. So mm. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think that that kind of gave me some comfort uh, in knowing that okay, these these are 
and they worked with the Lucasfilm people, and these these are experts, so to speak, and people that we can trust with that that franchise, so to speak. So. Mm-hmm. Time will tell, though, and I'll know on the 31st. Well, I know, there you soon. Go. And at that point, I'm assuming we will have you back to talk more yes. about your yes. experience. Yes. All right. What do you think, Zen? Uh, about what? About Star Wars. <laughs> what are we talking about? I, about you know what? I think I want to take it as is. I want to be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to be genuinely surprised. I, I mean, feel that. I, you know, like, I might sound like I'm a little bit... Um, like, I don't have much knowledge about it, and I've purposely been keeping myself yeah, away from it. Yeah, you don't want to have too many spoilers. I, I don't want I, I, I didn't know where it was. The thing is, I, I assumed there was a cantina. I knew there was a Millennium Falcon, and I kind of just want to leave it unspoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, too many times I've come into things where I do so much research, and, and, and like, for example, the first time I went to Japan, it, it was wonderful, but a little bit sometimes it was like, oh, I knew about this. I, like, it, it was... I made it underwhelming because I did too much research. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, and so I'm kind of doing the opposite. I'm looking forward to seeing it in its full glory yeah. without any expectations. I haven't even looked at too much concept art yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. just want to be surprised. I have been mm-hmm. avoiding it like the plague just yeah. because I want to be completely blown away. Yeah. Um, the one thing I hope is have you guys – when I – you know, talking about two predictions was one of the things I was hoping was – do you remember in uh, California Venture, there used to be something called a mobile Muppet Lab? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I think we talked about it okay. on this It's at Epcot. It's at Epcot. It's at Epcot. So now I would love to see kind of like a bunch of droids just randomly just just wandering around mm-hmm. and yeah. just interacting with people in the same way that the mobile Muppet Lab is. That would be really cool. Yeah. So, I want to trade some shiny things with some Jawas. That's what, I, that's <laughs> what I'm looking for. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like pins. All the Jawas mm-hmm. have pins or something mm-hmm. like they that. They love yeah. shiny things. On the cruise, I was yeah. trading. Uh, people were trading shiny things. Yeah. Like, they love shiny things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then what was the <laughs> other thing is, the funniest thing is, I don't know what they were called, but, like, in the Star Wars films, they had those little, they looked like in, in like, the, um, oh, I'm losing, in the Death Star, when you're going down the hallways, there were these little shoe, black shoe boxes on mm-hmm. skateboards. Oh, the, ro- the little, uh, yeah, um, the little robots. It, those are probably too small. Kids would mm-hmm. pick them up. But wouldn't it be cool to have those things kind of mm-hmm. like floating around? Mm. I was at WonderCon and someone had a, one of those floating around and the oh. top would pop up and a pork was on the inside. <laughs> and they <laughs> taken it over. I think they're called mouse droids, I believe is the correct I can't, name. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, it would just be, that would be really cool part of the ambiance if there's like... Um, those types of things just wander around mm-hmm. aimlessly, mm-hmm. and then also maybe like a drone or two floating around. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. just just what is Something. that? I, I, we don't know. Maybe yeah. delivering packages from one side to another or something. I don't know. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just for the ambiance. That's so. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping will. That's okay. my prediction. Yeah. And my, part of my prediction, I think they will do some of that. Okay. Yeah, and I'm from my. I don't know, like. You know, when they first announced it and they first announced it was going to be in Disneyland, I was a little bit pessimistic because, I mean, everyone knows how crazy crowded Disneyland has gotten over the years. And even though they've been doing a really good job trying to widen areas and and make areas have a better flow, it's still kind of hard to look at the baby steps and then think, okay, and now you're going to introduce something that's going to draw even bigger crowds. What are you doing? 
you it's know, the only place they had land, It's the only place they had land, which is true. I mean, you know, they could have tried to do a third gate. They could have tried to, like, somehow fit it into California Adventure. But really, this kind of made the most sense. I don't know about size-wise, but, like, where they're putting, <clears throat> I forget, the superhero land. I would love the, to have yeah, seen those swap. Marvel yeah. land. But it's would, a smaller like, area, Yeah, I think it's a small, it? I think it is. smaller area, the yeah. Bugs yeah. Land area. Bugs Land isn't going to be able to accommodate yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. There is room behind Guardians, though, so they're going to do yeah. something behind. that. That There is space available back right. there. Really? Mm-hmm. But I think with it Star Wars, like a, everybody was hoping it was going to be a third park. But it was a food court that was open for Unfortunately, the infrastructure just couldn't support that, not yeah. with the parking situation and then yeah. the the issues that they've had going on with the wonderful city of Anaheim. I'll be honest right. with you. If they had, I'm sure they could almost run a theme park off of it, but if they had put it, a, a Star Wars land somewhere else mm-hmm. and pull some of the crowds away. So like, I don't know. I keep on saying like Oceanside area or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And then, then you can, then there'll be another park that they can expand over yeah. there. So and that's, just they to draw almost the did crowd. with that with California Adventure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, yeah. Long well, Beach. Long they were Beach. looking at Long yeah. Beach. Yeah. And then Knott's Berry Farm. And, they were looking to buy Knott's when that was yeah. for sale and yeah. Yeah. Knott's didn't want to sell it. I'm kind of glad they didn't. <laughs> I would miss Knott's even though it's Actually, they said that the same. it was changed more by Cedar Fair. It was. Because oh. Disneyland. Disney wanted to keep it the same. Remember. Oh, man. Remember Walt and That's Walt true. and they, Walt were, they were friends. friends. Yeah, so so the thing is that Disneyland had mostly intended to keep it, it. pretty much intact, <laughs> but mm-hmm. Cedar Point's like, okay, let's throw roller coasters off. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, for for Galaxy's Edge, I'm hoping that they have kind of really thought this through and figured out how they're gonna move people, so it's not just gonna be congestion twenty four seven kind of thing. Um, I am thrilled that they're going to have Rex back. I'm wondering if he's going to be kind of like um, Sunny Eclipse in Walt yeah, Disney World. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. You know? that he'll be he'll have a show and it'll be yeah. a 20 oh. minute show, and then you'll yeah. catch the show. And yeah. it's like Bearstein Bears. So, and I'm, <laughs> it's like Chuck E. Cheese, but Chuck Cheese. <laughs> steroids. I'm, I'm kind of country bears. They wondering Bearstein. Country oh, bears. country bears. <laughs> like country bears. Country bears. Yeah. Jamboree. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering if it's going to be like how it's going to compare even to like. Um, Harry Potter land in uh, Universal Studios. Because, mm-hmm. you know, for that one, it I kind of, I'm probably equal of a fan of Star Wars as I am Harry Potter. You know, I really, really love the worlds that are created. I'm not particularly, like, I love the characters, but I'm not super drawn to anyone in particular. Like, I, I like them all in general, but there's not one that I'm like, oh my gosh, so-and-so is my absolute favorite character. I have to see where they... <clears throat> existed or whatever so i'm wondering if and and the effects in um i don't even know hogsmeade is that what it's yes. really called i was just called harry Potterland. um the effects there are really really well done there are certain areas like especially the queue for um the roller coaster over there when you're actually inside of the castle i mean it is brought to life it floored me when i saw it so i'm mm-hmm. hoping that it's going to be kind of the same thing with galaxy's edge um, so we'll see. I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll put it that I way. I think that pretty well describes all of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping yeah, it's going to be good. I don't want to <laughs> walk in opening day and be disappointed. Right. Yeah. I Nobody does. I don't want to do that. I'll yeah. be like, oh, wow. I, I spent money and I waited in line and we got this reservation and... So, but I, yeah. I tend to get excited about about things uh-huh. that I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. Disney, Star Wars. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh, It'll just be cool thing. to see an an opening of a land in Disneyland. Too. Yeah. Well, and this this brings it back. And Zen mentioned this the other day too. Um, I've never really gotten to talk about this on the show before, but my father is the one who really influenced me with my Disney fandom. He was a teenager when Disneyland opened, mm-hmm. and he was actually there on day three. Wow. And yes, and he had a. A bike route and a paper route and was, you know, selling newspapers and this kind of thing. So he had the dollar to get in and then he couldn't really afford many of the rides. So he went on a lot of the free rides and spent maybe a couple, a buck or whatever on, on the rides that he wanted to pay for. But he was so excited as a kid and actually saw Walt Disney on Main Street. And so that kind of influenced me. And so I thought, wow, that's really cool. My dad went to the opening of Disneyland. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for me to go to something like this, which is pretty historic and yeah. in the Disney fandom and Star Wars fandom universe to be able to go to something on opening day. So no matter what happens, I'm still going to be able to say, hey, was there an opening day? So good or bad. I mean, opening day at Disneyland was a disaster. There was melting concrete and yeah. and no water fountains and all of that and they're like it's doomed it's never going to work and look how we are years later and they're building this land so yeah. Yeah. I get the opportunity to be in there so I really have good or bad I have nothing to complain about awesome yeah. now that may change when I come I know. We'll, we'll cross <laughs> that fan, bridge when we come and to fangirl it. kicks in and says I don't know about this or I don't know about that but but for now I'm I'm super excited and thrilled that I'm able to be there I'm still going, wow, this is only really a month away, and I get to go. Quarantine thy fangirl, you must. (laughs) (laughs) That's impossible. That's Uh, impossible. No, fair fair enough. Fair enough. Fair Fair enough. enough. (laughs) All right, so we will check back in with Stephanie once she has returned from her voyage to Galaxy's Edge. But before we take a quick break for now, it's time for our Who's It's and What's It's of the Week. This week, we're taking a look at a video by YouTube user Booger on My Finger, all one word, pretty memorable name. Okay. <laughs> Where she teaches viewers how to say Disney characters' names and helpful phrases in American Sign Language. So, to get there, go to YouTube and search for Basic Sign Language Disney, and it should be the first video that shows up. Summer does a really great job showing how to make the signs and explaining why they're formed that way. So, I'm going to bring it up on my phone, too. I watched the video and it was really cool. I've always been amazed at the shows, especially watching the sign language interpreters and yeah. how how animated they are at Disney. There, I was watching Magical Map a few weeks back, and there were two of them, and they were trading off, and they they might as well have been up there acting and dancing and singing on the oh, stage because yeah. they were so just animated with their yeah. hands and smiling and that and that. Yeah. And I thought. Wow, that's a really cool yeah. job. As yeah. an as an actor myself, sign interpreters really impress me. Yeah. That that to be able to to use I I have enough of a problem and I know many people are the same just acting in the language that I was born with, but to have, you know, it basically be like me going up and doing an entire show in Russian. Mm-hmm. It's it's not Easy, and mm-hmm. so I have a profound amount of respect for those people, and for for people like that help out with this video. That yeah. that take take the uh, the incentive to go out and and bring Disney to people who might not have that much of an experience with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, even just the the motions when you're you know. 
a lot of people kind of say like, oh, you shouldn't talk with your hands, blah, blah, blah. But you'd be surprised how much it helps out either people mm-hmm. who are not native English speakers or people who are losing their hearing. Like my mom has to wear a hearing aid and I'm even kind of losing my hearing a little bit. And my sister is too. And you'd be surprised with just like, you know, a simple hand motion to kind of describe visually what you are saying or doing really does help while you're wildly gesticulating talking into the microphone (laughs) and it also helps with voice recording you're kind of orchestrating yourself (laughs) as david makes a wildly flamboyant gesture i know we should record ourselves one of these days we really need to so but i thought it was a really interesting video and i didn't really know the that the the characters had their own their their interested in the fact that she was talking about having a symbol for your name instead of spelling out your name yeah yeah I mean, for rapunzel was, yeah that would have been well and like, i always thought you know i always thought somebody just spelled out their name and mm-hmm. then to learn to learn this was very eye-opening to me to say oh okay i could i could just go by a name yeah uh, like pick my own symbol kind of thing and somebody would just call me that in sign yeah. language yeah yeah and th- then you know Minnie mouse versus mickey mouse and, yeah you guys will have to watch the video. It's yeah, really good. But absolutely. What, what did you, it's very visual. Which um, sign did you guys like the best? Or did you find really interesting? It's uh, hard do, to do, pick. Do, they're they're all so really cool. There were so many of them. And yeah. that, that, that video was, was pretty lengthy. I love the one for yeah. Ariel. Like you To make Ariel, you put out your left arm horizontally, almost like you're creating the beach or something. And then you take your index finger and middle finger of your other hand, and you start underneath your arm, and you kind of make a, a swimming motion with the two fingers, almost like it's two legs like swimming. Like a peace or sign. Fins. Sideways, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sideways peace sign. And then you bring your fingers up on land, and you have them walk. So <laughs> huh. it's like... You're you're, you're kind of telling the story of Ariel. Yeah. Lovely. So does, do you guys know who John Barrowman is? No. The actor. So yes. he was an Arrow. He was in a oh, series yeah, called okay. Torchwood. Oh, okay. He was like in like, there was like another like dis, like Housewives. of. Yes. Like, I do know who Okay. Mm-hmm. So he does a one man show. Uh, I'm going to get, this comes around. Okay. And he, okay. Does all the, he, he does a one man stage show. And lots do you know of what times, it's called off your head? No, he, he just goes out and you look okay. it up. I'll look you it can, up. And he has sign uh, sign language interpreters. Mm. And he has one phrase that is too crude for me to say on uh, on on our podcast. <laughs> but what he the reason why he does it is he always looks at the interpreter. And every interpreter, he's like, the reason why I say this is because every interpreter does this differently. Oh. And so, like, <clears throat> and so, like, every time you see, and so, like, it happened to be where I, where I was. For some reason, during the one hour show, they had two or three different interpreters, and he said it three different times, and every interpreter um, signed it differently. Oh, and he was like, he would call him out on, and it was like. You didn't. You 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 <laughs> skip past that, you know, and and that because it was crude. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's very interesting. Is that um, also sign language is interpretive? Yeah. As yeah. well. Yeah. Um, it's one. Everyone has a slightly different way of interpreting. Um, there's more elegant ways of um, translating Chinese or Japanese. Same thing with um, sign language. Mm-hmm. So. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering what kind of. Obviously, you, you have to have those skills to be a sign language interpreter. But yeah. then I'm sure Disney puts you through some other training when you go to work at Disney yeah. of these characters and other things and yeah. the symbols. I mean, you've got to learn all those symbols. And I know that the costumed characters also know a little bit of sign language, too, oh, because I've cool. seen them. I have seen some of them 
mm-hmm. do that or communicate or at least say hello. Yeah. Just the basics, not a full-blown conversation yeah. necessarily. Which because obviously awesome. the characters don't talk, but at least acknowledge the child or the adult and and uh, yeah. go go from there, you know, as far as communicating with them. And I think that's really cool, too, when you see that happen in the park. Yeah. So next time you are at the parks, see if you can spot any one of the cast members who are signing in. See if you recognize any of the names after watching Summer's video. And to find it again, um, go to YouTube and search for Basic Sign Language Disney and you will find user Booger on My Fingers <laughs> video. And it's super good. Yay. Yay. <laughs> They're called goals for a reason. There's something to strive for. They require attention, and they need sweat and hard work to achieve. Do you have a career goal? At UCI Division of Continuing Education, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. Start today at ce.uci.edu. That's ce.uci.edu. Disney Trivia! So good. So good. Never gets old. This time we're delving into the Star Wars Cinematic Universe with questions about the original trilogy. So Star Wars 4, 5, and 6. Stuff you point with us? Well, I think I'm going to have you guys answer first. And then, no, no, no. I knew, okay, just play. I knew we're, we're, just, we're just going to do lightning yeah, round. Lightning okay. round. So honestly, lightning it's round? like, just okay, answer, answer, the same time? The answer the first thing that comes to your head, and there's no second guessing. Yeah, so, so like, as soon as will, all of us have rung in, Jennifer's going to give David, us the answer. David, right. you, and the nine. Okay. okay, great. Okay. And it could be, if you, David has the same answer as you, that's fine too. Okay. So. We'll do that. Okay. Here we go. Lightning round. Question number one. How many minutes of screen time does Darth Vader get in Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope? 14 minutes. 10. 20. Stephanie is closer. It's actually 12 minutes. Oh, wow. that was my first guess. Stephanie was. But you were very close. So hey, we job. split the difference. Right? He said 14. I said 10. It's oh, 12. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's right. I can't math okay. today. Yeah. 500, 500. There, there we go. go. Awesome. Sorry. I'm tied with fix after the first question. For some reason, my, my brain question. went to 16. And st- I don't know what's wrong. Don't get used okay. to it. Right. <laughs> no, I won't. Thank you for catching me on that. Question number two. What does the TIE in TIE Fighter stand for? Uh, terrestrial intergalactic entity. <laughs> I have no idea. Twin ion engine. <laughs> I pass. You're right. I didn't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number three. Which character typically does not wear clothing, but was almost given a pair of this. shorts? Oh, let Zen go. If you um, <laughs> see three PO Zen Wookie. You got it. Chewbacca. Yep. That's correct. Ding, ding, ding. Yep, ding, it was Chewie. Chewie. Okay, Chewy so. almost had Chewie wear shorts. 1,500, so 500, 500. Did you get it? I said yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you said Wookiee, I said okay, that's correct. Okay, so you're, yeah. you're I don't care. Okay. Okay. You're so the Zen and I are tied for a second. 1,500. <laughs> you, guys, you guys get the point. All right, question number four. No, you're, you're in. Jim Henson was originally offered a role in Star Wars because he and George Lucas were homies. So uh, yeah. which character did he almost play? Han Solo. Yoda. C-3PO. Yoda! Damn. Jim Henson, Dang guys. So oh, Muppets, yeah, 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 yeah. Puppets. But he looks so much like Harrison Ford. <coughs> 
Jim Henson? Yeah. No, I was just thinking about the beard. Yeah. Oh, he looks a lot like him. Really? He was yeah. younger? I don't know. But um, that's why then Frank Oz became Yoda yeah, right. because Jim Henson was like, hey, I know a guy. He does mm. Miss Piggy. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Question number five. Last one. Which kind of animal was the inspiration for the at-ats? Uh, think I about how they move. No idea. And then think of a popcorn um, bucket. <laughs> it's in, insect, maybe. What was the um, question? I'm sorry. Ha, um, spider. I which don't know. Which kind of animal was the inspiration for the at ats? A, a spider. Horse. I have no idea. Elephant. Ding ding ding. Elephant. Oh about God. how they're walking. Yeah. yeah. I, I should. As soon as you it's said it, I'm like that makes sense. Yes. Cool. Zen and I tied, but Stephanie swept us. Swept it. That's awesome. Sorry, these were too easy. I know, I know. Jennifer's trying to stump people, and I looked at these, and I went, uh, yeah. Correction, Jennifer is trying to stump Zen and I. (laughs) Which isn't difficult. No, it's not at all, but you can't stump the master. I know. It'd have to be like, okay. 23 minutes into Star Wars Episode yeah. 5, who says blah, 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 blah. And I yeah. wish I, I'm not that yeah. that kind of pr- I don't. You haven't memorized I don't pay attention to those me. details. I just, these were just yeah. kind of basic stuff to this fangirl over here. Yeah. All right. But once well, again, we'll put these up and sorry. see if, yeah. if everybody else gets them or not. All right. But for up now. on Facebook, yeah. Yes. Yes. That is all the time we have for this edition of Main Street UCI. If you enjoyed our show, we'd love if you'd give us five stars on iTunes or Google Play and help our podcast grow. You can find previous episodes at sites.ce.uci.edu slash Main Street UCI or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Main Street UCI, where you'll find photos of our adventures in the parks, interesting articles, and more. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you'll come back and hear us again real soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.